Welcome to the Pen and Paper Theatre Co. podcast. As part of the Pen and Paper Theatre Co. podcast, we're producing Creative Conversations. Creative Conversations gathers artists, creatives and those within our community to talk all things theatre and its surrounding world, generating insight, appreciation and exposure into the works and lives of our guest speakers. Creative Conversations will take many forms and will explore our industry, community and everything in between, recognising the past, but most importantly, looking forward to the future. So welcome to Creative Conversations. Hi guys, welcome back to the Pen and Paper Theatre Co. podcast. I'm Jordan, Co- uh, Company Director here at Pen and Paper. And today I'm in... Uh, Oh, I'm going to start that again, because that was terrible. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome along to the Pen and Paper Theatre Co. podcast. I'm Jordan, company director of Pen and Paper, and today I'm joined with Dave Benjamin, the writer of the musical that we're going to be producing at Pen and Paper Theatre, uh, Revamp, a bloody funny musical. So to get us kicked off, it's over to Dave to introduce himself and tell you a little bit more about his work. Hiya, Dave. Hi. Um, well, as you said, I'm Dave Benjamin, and I am old. Um, I'm a writer, stand-up comedian, um, an actor. I've I've been acting on and off since about 1990, but it has been on and off. I've been been writing full-time since 1990, though. But before that, um, I started as a performance poet back in the 80s. Many hats, many talents. Yeah, (laughs) and three collections of poetry published back then. Um, wrote my first musical at the end of the 80s. Um, it was shortlisted for the Vivian Ellis Prize, um, which was an am- amazing competition for new musicals and judges of people like Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice, Don Black. And um, I got to meet Andrew Lloyd Webber at a lunch in the workshop. So I, I didn't win, but um, at least um, I got to go to the workshop. Fantastic. And, um, but um, in 19, I think it was 1999, I became a stand-up comedian. Nice. <laughs> and this is where you are now. <laughs> this is where I am now. Yeah. So, so revamp. I, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, go on. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, so revamp is, yeah, it's fine. We've had lots of um, feedback, to be honest. We, we spent a lot of time, haven't we, working over this production and seeing how it looks yeah. for us. Um, and we've been really fortunate to have a bit of an R&D research development period. But yeah. we've been asking people to submit their questions then, to start asking you questions about the production and what they want to know. And one, one thing that came up quite often was about revamp. Where did it come from? And how did you come up with the concept for the, uh, for the production? Right. I was asked to do it. Um, it was originally going to be staged last year at Vampfest, but I think what happened was it became a lot bigger. As I was writing it, it became a lot bigger, more people, and it became basically too big to put on at Vampfest. So um, it, it wasn't. So um, we've decided uh, to work more on it, uh, new songs, um, I've changed a bit of the script. Well, I've changed, I'm always changing the script. Um, and I think it's about ready now. Yeah, and it, and it is. It's, it's, it turns out to be such a fun musical, hasn't it? And 
there's lots yeah. of comedic elements throughout it. Yeah, I, I, I remember watching um, the Queen musical. What's it called? Kill, Killer Queen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were rocking. We we were rock. Um, and um, Ben Elton wrote the script for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote he wrote the book, and I just loved the comedy in it. And that's what I wanted to do. I, I mean, I've seen other musicals which are supposed to be comedies, which uh, weren't written by comedians and not so good. So I wanted to put a lot of comedy into this. Yeah. And I, I did. And, and so talking of inspirations there then, so you mentioned um, Queen's Musical, We Will Rock You. What about the yeah. other inspirations you've had for this production? Because I know we've had conversations, there's been quite a lot, hasn't there? Yeah, uh, two main inspirations are British comedy, and I'm, I'm talking about old school British comedy. Um, I've been a fan since I was a kid, and I'm, I'm talking about going right back to the 1940s, people like Will Hay, um, right up to Monty Python, and um, their musicals spam a lot. Then you got the Young Frankenstein musical, Mel Brooks, love Mel Brooks. And I love what these people are doing with musicals, making them comedies. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make the script uh, really strong. Yeah, and, and it's got to that point, hasn't it? And there's some really lovely moments that we've already shared on our podcast, but we hear yeah. from the cast that we've got at the moment that are really loving every moment of, of rehearsals because every twist and turn there's another comedic element from there isn't there yeah so with this production there's a lot of reference to historical now open air quotes fictitious yeah. close air quotes characters such as van helsing and vlad um yeah so have the characters changed much from those well-known stories are they, are, is that all they are it's just a little bit of inspiration or have you kept true to their form well vlad i mean i mean Bram Stoker wrote Dracula. He was based on a real person, Vlad, mm. and that's what I've done. I've, I've not called him Dracula. Um, he's not in it until the end. That isn't yeah, giving it away. But um, he's he's not Dracula, but he is based on the same person that Dracula was based on. Um, Van Helsing, straight out of the Dracula novel. Um, but what I've done in the novel, Dracula is destroyed at the end. Um, Van Helsing lives in my story. I think, what if Dracula had bitten Van Helsing and Van Helsing had become a vampire? And um, a vampire who didn't want to be a vampire. And that's where the inspiration came from. So um, yeah, I've, I've, I've taken Van Helsing and I've rewritten him. Yeah, wow. So how long has it taken you to write then to, to get to this point? I know it's been a long journey and we spent quite a lot of time obviously working together on this now. But for that first draft to come forward, how long do you think it took you in total? Right. I started two years ago and I finished um, last night. Seriously. No, the first draft was... Um, by this time last year, then we uh, workshopped stuff and um, I saw what had to be changed. And I, you know, right, th- right through these workshops, I was changing it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it made, made everybody happy. <laughs> but that, that's <laughs> what's needed. After, after, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And um, of course, I started writing the lyrics then about this time last year. And it, it's taken about it, it took about six months for 
um, the first lot of songs to be written. Um, and then I had to make some changes. I, I mean, yesterday I had to totally rewrite a song. It, 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 it wasn't working. Um, and that meant I had to change uh, the scene that it was performed in. I had to do um, a bit of a rewrite on that. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with it now. Yeah. And it's getting to that point now, isn't it, where we are happy with it. And I think the R&D yeah. process, the workshopping, it changed a lot of things, doesn't it? And I know it, when... It did, yeah. So uh, I was going through those workshops in the R&D then. What surprised you the most about stepping into the rehearsal room? What, what changed the most? Um, I can tell you what changed the most, and that was two particular characters, and that was Ripper and yeah. Carmela. Um, I... They were a husband and wife. They run the little inn in Darkest Love. And they were they were originally small characters until I saw the actors who were playing them. And I just loved them. And um, what they did, with the limited script I gave them, what they did was, was brilliant, I thought. So I just had to write more and more for those characters. So um, from... Uh, one scene in Act One. Um, they've got quite a. They got a couple of scenes in Act One, and they're in it right through Act Two. And, and that's a special moment, though, isn't it? Being able to be in the rehearsal room and seeing what the actors and the performers do to those roles. They bring them to life almost, and you see them from yeah. a completely different point of view, don't you? Yeah, but uh, I mean, all the actors have. Um, yeah inspired me I've, I've watched them i've seen their strengths and i've rewritten yeah well and talking about the actors and the strengths there obviously dave you've been acting now for many many years did you always know that you were going to perform in the piece did you write the uh, so penfield which is the character you're playing did you write that for yourself yes <laughs> um, not at the beginning. Uh, at the beginning, I had to write the story. And so it wasn't a script. I, I wrote a story, the plot, and um, Penfield was just a character in it. I, I, it wasn't me. I wasn't the actor. Um, I didn't even know I was going to be in the show. Um, <laughs> it wasn't until I started writing the script that they asked me to be in the show, and I thought, who could I play? Um, I thought, Penfield, he's a lot like me, isn't he? And uh, he's a lot. I, he's based around my stand-up character. Yeah. Um, I I do um, when I perform stand-up, I do it as a character comedian, and my character is a psychopath. Um, <laughs> he's he's a he's a serial killer. <laughs> you can so you can imagine. Uh, the reaction to um, this character these days. Yeah, of course. And Penfield is such a character, isn't he? He's got so many yeah. layers to him. And, and yeah. throughout the production, I think it's... it's He's uh, not to be trusted. Not, yeah, not at all. <laughs> so obviously now, so you've been working with Maria and Ben, so that's uh, Maria Leonora Owen and Ben Nicola Balyak, working on the music, the compositions. Yeah. So where is the inspiration come from, from the music? Because obviously we've had lots of different conversations about what style of music we're, we're going with, but what's been the main inspiration for that music, for the production? Um, well, the great thing about Ben and Maria is they are able to write in any sort of genre, and yeah. uh, including musical theatre, rock. I mean, they are singers and performers in their own right. Um, so there is a bit of... Eastern European influence in some of the songs. Yeah. Um, 
but I'd say it's a combination of musical theatre and rock. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but I mean, I can't speak for them, but that's that's how I see. It. I they they just seem to get me, and yeah. um, I love I love what they do. Yeah, and it, it's been really refreshing for that though, hasn't it? Because you've been able to go, this is what I'd like, this is what I'd want, and yeah. they produce that, and it look well, it sounds yeah. phenomenal, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I've got it wrong. I've yeah. said I'd like it in this style, and they've gone away and thought, no, it's got to be in this style. They've come back to me and I've realised they, they, they were right. I was <laughs> yeah. wrong. They've got their professionals there, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> so one question we had come in, which um, really interested me, was writer's block and it being a common yeah. issue. Um, but have you faced many issues then within writing this production with writer's block? I never get writer's block. Um, I just sit down I write for hours and it seems like minutes. It's, it's like I'm stepping into um, a time machine. I, start, I can start writing at midday, stop at five thinking, uh, I'll have my one o'clock lunch now. And it's been five hours instead of one. I just get um, totally carried away and immersed in what I'm doing. I mean, I, I don't only sit at the laptop and write I, anywhere. When I'm lying in bed, I could wake up at four o'clock in the morning with an idea, and I usually do. And um, I could be out anywhere. And I seem to go into a sort of brown study, a, a trance, because every time I'm writing and I'm out, my wife sees me, she says, stop writing. And I say, how do you know? And apparently she can see it in my face. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, that, that's a fantastic then, thing to have. <laughs> the, um. I, I think the problems I've had is when I've been out and I've been writing for Penfield and I start acting like him without realising it, <laughs> walking like a, I mean, he's a hunchback and, and um, I think I embarrass my wife. <laughs> but it's all in the name of art and that's what's important. <laughs> yeah. So you've had lots of success within the industry, um, especially with your work as a writer. So... And you've just explained now that artistic process for you. It typically looks like, um, well, it can be at any time of the day, but do you plan for your writing? Do you, do you plan for anything that way or do you just put your head to it and go straight in? It just happens. Um, if I want to write, I sit down, I will write. Um, but there are other times when something comes to me and yeah. um, I'm not expecting it. I come up with a joke, a line, or a situation, and I've just got to write it down on whatever bit of paper yeah. I've got with me, or record it on my phone, or run up to my laptop if I'm in the house. I don't run, I sort of um, stumble. <laughs> I often fall up the stairs. I've fallen down the stairs a few times. Um, that's, that's why uh, I move like that. Um, I've got no sense of balance. Yeah. It's all those ideas in the head. It throws you off balance, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, of course, now this production is set for the stage and we're planning for a release in Cardiff and London. But there's plenty of scope for this to go further. And I know we've had plenty of discussions and we've got our little dreams now of where this is going to go. But would you like to see this as a film or a TV series? I'd love to see it as a film. I'd love to see it as Wales's answer to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I like with with the songs. I mean, it, it, it could, I mean, the story is strong enough to work without songs. Yeah. You could take the songs out and it would be a comedy play. 
Yeah. Um, um, I'm even sort of writing an adaption for audio, radio, um, a, mu a radio musical, basically. Oh, um, so I've had to change a few things because, of course, you know, there's a lot of visual stuff going on in it. Yeah, and, and, and then that's um, the thing is that's the hard part, isn't it? Of so when we were sat recording for the podcast, we had to look at how we can get those visual cues. Yeah, <laughs> uh, understandable, but uh, uh, for radio almost. Yeah, that, that scene is strong visually. Um, yeah, I, I, I just love watching when they rehearse in it. I, I go and sit on the seats in the audience and just watch them and enjoy every moment of it. Yeah, would you say that. that's your favourite moment? Um, yes, that, and there's another scene where uh, the two vampires, Lala and Madeline, are carrying a coffin which contains the ashes of Vlad, mm. and it's, it's the scene with them. I, I loved writing that, and um, it's a nice little moment. Very yeah. funny, I think. And it brings it to life, doesn't it? It really does yeah. bring it to life from page to stage almost, this... As soon as we start, those, those visual comedy cues come in then, don't they? And it makes it really exciting yeah. to watch. Yeah, it does. So what about your favourite character? Oh, God, that, that is um, difficult. I think <laughs> it's probably Penfield. Yeah. I've got to stand back now and look at it from, from a writer's point of view. But I do love um, Ripper and Carmela. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, together, they're, they're a hoot together, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as as a comedy duo, yeah. Yeah, and I think it, 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 we have to say here, actually, with Penfield, that it's the amount of layers he has to his character, isn't it? He does yeah. lots of different things without giving it away. We see him from both sides, almost. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you in. Yeah, like I said, he's not to be trusted. Um, it, he's out for himself. At one, I think he wants to be a vampire. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think that's mainly because he is in love with Agrafina, the high priestess vampire. Yeah. He just wants her. Although I, I, he, wants, he wants everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether it's male or female or animal. Yeah, definitely. He's that, he is that character, isn't he? <laughs> mm. So we had one question coming in. Obviously, we know the story features vampires and werewolves. But what yeah. about yourself? Vampires or werewolves? It has to be vampires. Um, I'm not <laughs> not that impressed with werewolves. I mean, they're just big dogs, aren't they? Um, yeah. I did like the original werewolf film, you know, the Universal films with um, Lon Chaney as Wolfman. I I liked that, but that's about it. Although um, there was a film, uh, an American werewolf in London. Yeah. That was a comedy werewolf film. I think it was John Landis. Um, loved that. And those are the two werewolf films I like. Yeah. But obviously vampires are out there for the winners. Vampires. <laughs> I've, I've loved since I was a kid, since watching the, um, the early 1930s Bela Lugosi ones. And yeah. um, Bela Lugosi, his role was taken over by John Carradine. Um, mm. And you, you've got a bit of an influence there because my main character is called Caradino. Mm. 
and um, I've I've done that throughout throughout the uh, show. There are two characters called two vampires called Lala and Madeleine, mm. and of course their names come from Lala Ward, who was in um, a film called Vampire Circus, and Madeleine Smith, who was in a film called The Vampire Lovers. Um, so. There are little little Easter eggs like that throughout the film. Um, I I reference old uh, horror films, Hammer, Universal, yeah. and I also reference uh, old comedy. Um, everything from Monty Python, Mel Brooks, Dad's Army, Hello, Hello. Yeah, and and that really bleeds into it, doesn't it? This, this mix of authentic comedy. Yeah, and it's fun for everybody, isn't it? It's not just for adults or young people. It's it's for everyone because there is moments there that everyone will either laugh or cry or get involved in, which is is really beautiful, there, isn't it? Yeah, very sexy too. Yeah, of course, we got that. I was told when when I was asked to originally write it, I was told um, it's about vampires and it has to be sexy. So it's not my fault, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's got a, it's got a nice mix, haven't it? And it's got the uh, the influences from burlesque and and, and carnivalesque yeah. theatre, hasn't it? Yeah, and I, but uh, it adds everything to it. I mean, everything from um, yeah, like you said, bur- bur- burlesque theatre, um, which goes back hundreds of years, mm. uh, which is a sort of parody. Um, and he goes through to vaudeville pantomime. Um, you look at Monty Python, uh, Mel Brooks, who I mentioned before, they, they, their stuff is burlesque. Yeah. And uh, of course, we have a character who is a burlesque dancer. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So on that then, so um, one question we have, we've had through for all of um, our podcasts, to be fair, is about celebrity casting. And I've kind of swayed away from using that question, but for this one, I think it's really important, especially being a musical and how how big it is to use celebrities in in musicals. What cast um, would you have if they could be celebrity? Is there a specific celebrity you'd like to cast in a role? Uh, um, First of all, I'd like to have a young Madeline Smith. Madeline Smith, as she was when she was... um, in the Vampire Lovers. I mean, I, I love her now. Um, I've, I've got a, a signed picture of her on my wall. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, uh, um, for Caradino, I, if he was alive and a bit younger, because I think he's probably over 100 now if he was <laughs> alive, uh, is Vincent Price. Yeah. I see Vincent Price playing Caradino. Um, there's one character in it which... Um, he says nothing, but at the end of the scene, he gets up and he sings a song. And um, what, what's what's his name? Ivan. Yeah, Ivan. That's Ivan. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's just he's just unconscious throughout this one scene. And then when everybody leaves, he stands up and he sings this song about drinking. And uh, I'd love to see him played by Carl Pilkington. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, definitely, and and that's Although the if, nice if it, yeah, and if we did have any celebrities who wanted to be in it, that would be a nice part for them. It's just a yeah. song to learn. Yeah, and 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 the idea of, of Vlad as well. We've got some nice, really cameo roles there, haven't we? That yeah. would really fit for castings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
flood. Who, who, um, oh, I, I know. Um, um, Peter, is his name Peter Drinklage or Dinklage? From, ah, from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see him as Vlad. <laughs> yeah, and he'd fit well with that one because of his, yeah. because of his type of um, <laughs> uh, personality, should we say. <laughs> yeah. But fab. And so to finish up then, so our final question is just thinking about the musical as a whole and the, the people that were listening today and looking to get into, involved with a new musical and listen to some of the new works that are coming from Wales, what should they look forward to with Revamp? Um, the strong, the, sorry, the songs are very strong, melodically. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of new musicals lately and there are some forgettable songs in them. I didn't want that to happen with the Revamp. I wanted the songs to be strong um, and the comedy. Yeah. I want them to laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> and, and that comes from the characters, doesn't it? Because they're so outrageous yeah. at times, but they're also so lovable. Yeah. And, and we've, got some, we've got some great actors who have... Yeah. Um, uh, when I see my, the characters come alive from the page on stage, I've loved what I've seen. I've yeah. loved what I've seen. And um, it, it has inspired me to rewrite the script occasionally, but that's all good. Yeah, it'd be fab. It's going to be really, really fab. We're, we're so excited to be able to continue moving now and get this from, from page to stage and from Cardiff to London, hopefully, isn't it? Yeah. But fab. Dave, thank you ever so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you about this. Um, okay. Um, as we said, we are very excited to uh, put it up. If you want to find out more about Dave Benjamin, or if you want to find out more about Revamp the Musical, why not head on over to our website? That's www.penandpapertheatre.co.uk, where you'll find all the information you need to know how to get involved with Revamp the Bloody Funny Musical. To keep up to date with all the latest podcasts, just hit the follow button. Or you can head over to our Facebook page, Pen and Paper Theatre Co, or join us on Instagram and Twitter with at Pen Paper Theatre. Finally, if you want to get involved and submit some of your own work or be a part of our performers, pop us an email using hello at penandpapertheatre.co.uk or find out more on our website, www.penandpapertheatre.co.uk.